0: Okay, I'm back on and recording. So, hang on. I just got to disconnect okay. disconnect this one. I'll get the claps from you in 5 seconds. How did that work? Awesome. That picked up really well. Now, <laughs> would you like to introduce yourself?
1: well i'm jonah i'm a hello internet tim i live in sydney australia and i've been a tim for around two years i'd say and uh yeah this is my first time on this
0: yeah that's really cool uh my name's jay i'm from ballarat also from australia so a special episode from uh this region of the world i mean you could call it a corner if you want round rooms have corners too uh i've been a tim probably only for about four or five months i uh I only just got into it and did a, a nice binge to catch up on everything and only just sorta of got involved in the in the Reddit and stuff so here we are now.
1: So just to clarify, you've fully caught up in everything?
0: In uh yeah, months? yeah. Yep. So I yeah. <laughs> I spent about three months listening to quite a bit. I was doing a, a fair bit of cross country driving and that's why I sorta of decided to uh, to listen to it. I I followed C G P. Gray for a, a long time and I remember when he first announced Hello Internet I, I did try to listen to it but at that point um podcasting wasn't really the the medium for me but since then i sort of yeah give it another try and I've, i've found that yeah i mean i'm loving having the opportunity to to listen to a lot of interesting discussions and stuff while i'm just doing all sorts of stuff
1: yeah that's the thing with podcasts isn't it it's there's a sort of time and a place for it but it's sort of hard to pick out when exactly you can listen to it or when you can't like i'm in the same boat as you i do remember when um Gray did announce that podcast, but um, you know, at the time, it just it really wasn't my thing. I didn't have an opportunity to listen to it. I mean, the reason I listen to it now is because I have a pretty long commute, so you know, I just commute in and out of the city, and I'd listen to it. Of course, I've caught up now, so yeah, that's sad. But um, (laughs) yeah, yeah, it's very much the same thing.
0: Yeah, I know. I think I got up to about episode one hundred and one. I'd listened to, and I had to had to wait for one hundred and two to come out, and it just seemed like forever because I was just listening to episodes straight off the back of them and had be- a very little concept of, of what time had actually passed in the recordings.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes you get, like, what, four or five months between them, and other times you get, like, one in two weeks, or one every two weeks. Yeah. Yeah, and it's like a special little treat like that. Yeah,
0: but I was uh, oblivious to all this, so I've been hanging out, and uh, I've noticed there's been a fair bit of speculation on the Reddit over the last few days. Um, and I was yeah pretty happy to, to wake up this morning here in Australia and, and see that there was another episode.
1: Yeah, that's the best thing to wake up to is to see a new Hello Internet. How do you listen to the podcast? Do you have it through your... which sort of podcasting app do yep. you use?
0: So I use an app on my phone. Uh, it's called CastBox. I uh, I haven't really dabbled too much in a, in a number of different apps. I, I did find... CastBox was fairly straightforward to use, it was just the first one I come across. Uh, maybe a week later, I, I downloaded it onto my brother's phone, I was introducing him to, to podcasts and Hello Internet and everything as well, so I downloaded what I thought was the same app, but it turns out I had like a, a beta version and there were things in his app that I was like, oh, I want to be able to do this, so I, I managed to um update my own app and I haven't really looked at any other, other apps since. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's funny you say that, like you think a podcast player, you think it'd just be something simple or whatever, you know, just like, just press a button and go, you know, what it says on the box, but, you know, I've got, you know, the app I've got is uh, Overcast and, you know, it's it's incredible, like you get all these little features like accelerating it or slowing it down, you know, all that sort of thing, and it really makes a difference, I've found. Like, originally I was listening to it on the um, Apple podcast, but yeah, I've switched over and I can't go back.
0: Yeah, people tend to um, have bad impressions from the Apple podcast generic app there. But yeah, it's uh, similar to to-do lists. You, you hear Grey talk a fair bit about to-do lists in Cortex, for example. And there's just so many different ways that people like to do their, their thing. So I guess podcast players are the same.
1: So, oh, so I assume you also listen to Cortex as well as
0: Hello oh, I do. I've only listened to about 28 episodes of Cortex. So it's, it's, currently, yeah, it's currently my go-to, but I'm still a, a long way behind on that one.
1: Yeah, that has changed... It really has changed the way I do things. Gray's little listing things in that episode on... I forgot what it was called now. There was a particular episode where he went through his organizational um, system on Hello Internet. I think it might have been called OmniFocus or something like that. Yep, yep. And, I like, so I sort of... I started changing things to model my life around that. And, of course, I made adjustments where I thought it suited myself more. For example, I don't, like, delineate every single thing, like, brush your teeth and... Yeah, you know, stuff like that, which are pretty obvious things to do, but just simply the fact of writing stuff down is absolutely—it's absolutely incredible how effective it is.
0: Yeah, I've always been a big fan of of checklists and following through on your on your stuff, and plenty of like self follow up. So that's that's something that was already a part of my life, but definitely listening to um to Gray talk about sort of just his perspective on a lot of those things—it does help you sort of question things where you didn't question them before, or or find little tidbits that are that are really helpful.
1: Yeah, yeah. Speaking of follow up, um. That hello internet episode that came out today, HI 104.
0: Was that the first beautiful Have little you... awkward segue? <laughs>
1: yeah, I saw that when you said self follow up. I just knew it
0: yeah. was the opportunity. <laughs> no, that's, that's that's great. Um, yeah, episode 104. So uh, it's called fruit booting. I think fruit booting. I had a listen to yes, it this is, morning. Yeah. Um, I, I do remember we, we discussed whether we'd listen to it before recording this, and, and agreed that we'd listen to it. Now we yeah. find ourselves in a, a dry period where uh, an undefined amount of time, undefined period of time, before we can get another episode. But yeah, no, it was it was a pretty good episode. What what did you think?
1: Yeah, I thought it was interesting. I hadn't actually watched Solo yet. I am a Star Wars fan myself, and I don't know. I hadn't watched Solo yet, but I did end up listening to their review of it, and it has convinced me to go watch it.
0: Yeah. Um, they, they, Spoke pretty well of it, didn't they? Yeah. I'm also, I'm, I, I'm not really a, a huge Star Wars fan, I, I don't mind Star Wars, but I've got a friend who's a, a pretty big Star Wars fan, and he's actually on a, a 12-month stint in Antarctica at the minute, so he doesn't have any, oh, oh, he, wow. he has minimal access to that sort of thing, so the, the Solo and the previous one I haven't actually gone and seen, because I'm just going to wait until he's back on the... Here in the country where we can go and see them together, so he doesn't feel like he's missed out too much.
1: Yeah. All right. Well, I'll make sure to refrain from any sort of further spoilers on <laughs> no, those two. Right. I
0: did. I did listen to the um, what was on today's episode, episode 104, but I haven't listened to their last Star Wars review. I've got that still on my uh, pending list, along with the episode where they discuss Ex Machina.
1: Oh yeah, Ex Machina. I do highly recommend that. That is a very, very good movie
0: to watch. Yeah, yeah It's it's on the yeah. list. It's just a matter of uh, of getting the time to get around to it. Hey.
1: Yeah, it is. Did you end up watching her?
0: Uh yeah, I did. I did watch earlier. her. I I I did watch her. Um, I found it to be really interesting. It was it was crazy to get a recommendation for a movie where they're like, it's not a good movie. Like you know, you you won't enjoy it, but it's worth seeing. And I I I came out with a, a similar perspective. I um. I've been pressuring uh, one of my brothers actually to to watch it, because um, I feel like I know there's 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 things to be learned as far as perspective in the way that the world's going, but um, it, I I can't I've I've just stressed to him I said look, you know if you're gonna watch it don't watch it with somebody like you don't want to bring somebody down to it, but don't watch it when you're tired either because it's it would be a pretty easy movie to fall asleep during.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'd I'd have to agree with that same sent- sentiment. Yeah, it's one of those things where. Yeah, the story isn't necessarily incredible, but it still does make you think about things, it does make you think about things like. Yeah, I don't know. It's like we do need to sort of speculate on where things like artificial intelligence are going, you know? Like yeah. it's and how humans will interact with them. It's I think it's less of a story about artificial intelligence and more of a story about humans in a way.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think a lot of a lot of movies are sort of using that focus that's that's what sort of brought me onto that with my brother he'd just got a google home and i was at his place while he set it up and i just i'd, I'd watched the movie i don't know it might have been two or three weeks beforehand and i'm like you really have to watch this movie but i couldn't say why i didn't want to give anything away to yeah. it. it's just like you know I've like i've got a bit of a reputation amongst friends and family to to make poor recommendations for for movies and music but um so they, they don't tend to take my word and it's hard for me to say oh look you know i i gained something from this or it's really cool because this happens. I just have to say, look, just trust me and watch it. Um, but yeah, because of my reputation, he hasn't actually watched it at this point. Oh
1: well, well if you're, uh, if he ends up listening to this, I will tell him. I will recommend it to him now to watch it.
0: Um, yeah. moving back to the to the fruit breeding the the title of the episode. So uh, that was based around the self serve checkouts and people that are that are actually stealing products in supermarkets. Where do you stand on that one?
1: Ah uh, yeah. Um. Well, you know, I think. Yeah, there are cameras and stuff, so why are you gonna steal? But <laughs> no, but in general, yeah. Um, I never personally, obviously, I'm not gonna. I like haven't stolen anything myself from those sort of places. I didn't actually really think of it, honestly, about the whole like labelling things as carrots or whatever. It never really occurred to me that you could do that. Um, yeah. But yeah, now that they've mentioned it, yeah, it seems like a pretty big loophole. I'm not sure how they'd fix it. I guess. And I've seen a few times in Woolies now, I don't know if you've seen it, around where you are. Woolies is um, Woolworths. It's just a big supermarket chain for those yep. outside of Australia. Um, they're starting to actually package fruits and vegetables. And it's, to me, it just seems like an incredible waste of plastic. Like, you know, you have this plastic, you know, hard plastic... Which the apples or whatever are stored in, and then that's wrapped up in itself in like the more scrunchy plastic.
0: Yeah, see, that's that's where I disagree with you. I uh, I'm a fan of the packaging because I like to just walk in and just go, okay, I want this bag of apples, and, and walk out with it instead of all the, the fiddling around because you know it just saves me time. I, I guess it's pretty lazy, <laughs> but yeah, I do I do stand with you it's... on the on the uh, fruit booting. I, I don't believe I've ever sort of thought it was necessary or found a way to justify stealing things using those methods. But I, I did it did remind me of an interesting story from when uh, my local supermarket actually first started using the self-checkout stuff. I remember I yeah, yeah, thought, oh, this is a pretty cool idea. I, I was all for it. And I happened to be buying dog food at the time. And so I had the, mm-hmm. the tins of dog food, and it was like you know four tins for the price of three or something like that. It was a, there was a special on, obviously, where it encouraged you to bulk buy. So I had these this number of tins of dog food. And I'm scanning them through. And as I'm scanning them, one of them didn't beep. And I didn't even realize that it didn't beep. It didn't take long for the lady supervising to to come over. And, oh, no, 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 you didn't scan that one. And and carry on as though I'd stolen something. And I I couldn't help but think, clearly, I wasn't trying to steal it because it costs me more to not scan the the fourth item. Um, Like, it it just made that sort (laughs) of a difference where, you know, I would have been ripping myself off. But she she seemed to be pretty, uh, pretty on to me about the fact that she thought I was stealing and, um, yeah, it didn't really make a lot of sense from my end.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was wondering, actually, how would it, like, detect something like that? Like, does a computer, in it just magically... Like, not magically, does, like, does a computer generally know that when you scan the fourth one, does it actually deduct? Because I was thought... They'd be like something to advance, like something you need the cashier to especially no, you know, no, put in or whatever. It does automatically do that. No, just,
0: just like good. for the for the checkout people, when you when you're being served, you know, it just automatically calculates all that.
1: That's pretty convenient. Um, mm. Going back to one of Brady said that one of the excuses people people make up for themselves was um because the fact that oh you know you're employing less uh, cashiers, therefore you deserve a discount because the Shop is saving money, and it sort of occurred to me: why don't shops actually give you a small discount, like a, a you know, five dollar or whatever percent discount on um, people who use self-checkout? I thought, you know, I, I believe a I,
0: I believe I know the up. answer to that one. <laughs> I could probably Wouldn't answer have anything it in to do with. one word. It'd be business. <laughs> obviously, they're yes. there to to make their money, and they they find ways to, like, you know, obviously they invest in the technology. To be able to get themselves to a point where their overheads are lower, therefore they can make more money, it wouldn't really occur to a, a big chain supermarket to go, "Hey, we'll offer an incentive by discounting uh, for people that use the self-serve registers because they're only they're only sort of putting their foot in it, so to speak. They're only asking for trouble when the time comes that say there are no checkout assistants um, and people are like, "Well, oh, hang on, you know, where's my discount gone?" Because you know, there's no no alternative, no difference in the prices. But, yeah, I mean, I, I definitely mm-hmm. don't don't blame them for that.
1: Okay, yeah. Um, sort of on a similar note, do you remember when Macca's um, or McDonald's um, used to do those uh, make-your-own-meal things? Like, you'd sort of order, like, a burger, but, like, you could choose what to put in it?
0: Yeah, the, uh, I believe, <laughs> we're trying to avoid branding, but Create Your Taste, was, was that what it was called?
1: I think it was called Create Your Taste, yeah. yeah. And um, I was reading recently, apparently they're removing those from stores, are they
0: really? Uh, I, I know I
1: haven't walked in on for ages.
0: I hadn't heard hadn't heard about that. Uh, but apparently yeah, they're know.
1: removing them. But what they've but what they've done is that they've like they've run basically every sale that was made through that system. They would then like upload to a huge database, and then what they've done is they've run algorithms against this database to determine what new burgers they can make from that.
0: Yeah, okay, okay. So that's something they're, I found. So they're personalizing their menu by using uh, poor people's data that have inserted that data when ordering their meals. Is that it?
1: Um. That's what I've heard, yeah. It yeah. seems like that. The link I've sent, I don't know if that specifically states it, but I was reading somewhere about that, and I thought it was very, very interesting because apparently they were actually starting to like make a loss on that system, but yeah. the idea was just to simply come up with new menus. Yeah, I don't know. yeah.
0: Yeah, it's, well, a little, it's, it's, smart. it's amazing
1: what we can do It's, smart. it's amazing it's a, what we can do with data
0: It's a bit better than YouTube, I guess um, You know, It's not like they've tried to personalise things by using a computer um, They've actually used information that people have given to the computer to do that So I, I don't really have a problem with that
1: Yeah, well, I guess did we want to move on to YouTube And their tinkering of the sacred bastion that is the subscription flow Sure, sure, let's go so um, for those who haven't seen HI104 yet, I'd be surprised if you hadn't. Um, YouTube has this uh, tab called subscriptions, which is separate from home and trending. The idea being home is something that takes a mixture of things it thinks you might want you to watch and it puts them up on your screen. And trending is what is apparently the most watched things on YouTube at the moment. And in subscriptions, is a box where there's no algorithm, nothing special applied to it and it simply shows you the most recent videos from everyone you're subscribed to. And there are now allegations that YouTube is now tinkering with this. Which for myself, who kind of like gray in a way, I like to limit the amount of stuff that comes into my life. Like I'm subscribed to very, very few channels. Most of them being Bray's and Brady's and uh, Tom Scott. yeah, And like a few of the Brady's aside channels. And so I've already pretty much filtered it how I like it. And so Yeah, I wouldn't be happy if an algorithm getting their hands on that.
0: Yeah, I know it's it's really annoying. Like all, all of the social medias and stuff are, are doing the same thing. Um, you know, you can't just jump on and see what's happening now or most recently or you know, or what you want to see. It seems to be a lot about what you know, what everybody else wants you to see. So I, I do find that annoying. I Um, when YouTube started doing it I found it to be quite annoying because you couldn't sort of keep track of uh, where you were up to watching certain people's content or anything Uh, I don't really have a a whole lot of subscriptions to YouTube but definitely um, the algorithm has fed me countless hours of YouTube videos mostly educational related like I'm a a big fan of of the educational YouTube side of things and I think grey is probably a big reason why I got into that when I when I first started listening to Hello Internet, only a few months ago now, but I, I was listening to it, and of course I was listening to episodes from years before, and they'd spoken about videos that I hadn't watched in a few years. So I thought I'm gonna I'm gonna revisit Gray's channel, and uh, so I went back to the subscriptions, started from his first ever video, and I watched all of the videos through at the same time as listening to the to the episodes, and I I yeah. only realised looking back just how many sort of referrals I must have followed at some point because any other um youtube creator or channel that he's made mention to whether it's you know like veritasium or or vsource uh tom scott i'm a a pretty big fan of tom scott's work too but obviously he's made mentions of that and i've clearly followed those because now that is that is what i watch on youtube you know that's everything that comes up on the screen for me so i I found that to be pretty interesting but it can be very frustrating when you open up youtube you want to see the things that you've asked to see and you're only seeing what's popular or trending or what they think you want to see.
1: Yeah, yeah, I do think that algorithms, I do think they get a bit of a bad rap. I do think they're pretty good, especially in the suggested videos thing, like, down on the right side. That's actually not too bad, in my opinion. I think they've done quite okay. But, yeah, it just goes back to the that subscription box. Leave it alone. That's my little space. <laughs> yeah, get, let, me, let me have that.
0: Yeah, yeah, but, that's right.
1: Yeah, that is interesting, watching all through Grey's videos. I did do that a few months ago. Yeah, they're very good. Yeah, yeah, no, um, definitely
0: definitely a big fan. I was um, say. Yeah, go on.
1: Oh no, no, I forgot now. Yeah. <laughs> so I like, you
0: know. <laughs> That's right. It wouldn't be the Australian episode of Two Tim's Talking Series Two if there wasn't an oh, nah nah in there. So thanks thanks for that, Jonah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, all good. <laughs> um yeah, so like I noticed that I I do subscribe to a to a number of channels. Um a few of Brady's. I, I definitely I mean, Brady puts out so much content it's difficult to keep up with um i mean it's all great content but I, I i do tend to find i'm a bit of a completionist so i do the same thing i will sort of restrict what comes into me based on what i know i can actually consume Um yeah. so yeah like in saying that like, at least say with with cgp gray for his main channel i can say yes i've seen every episode on that at least once uh, i mean there's well, i say episode sorry i mean every video but, I mean, there's plenty of videos that I've seen a number of times because I've had to, you know, show friends about a particular concept or I've just wanted to revisit things. But, yeah, I find with with Brady's that they're great. Like, I've been keeping up with his later notifications, but trying to look back through the endless videos that, he's, uh, that he seems to have done seems pretty impossible to me.
1: Yeah, I'm having a look now. How many videos have been released on periodic videos? 641 videos as yeah. of recording. 641 That's an
0: incredible videos. incredible
1: amount of... That's an incredible amount of content.
0: Yeah, I'm a person that if I'm looking through Netflix and I see something interesting and then realize it's a series and not a movie, I don't bother watching it. Mm -hmm. Like I, I I hate opening myself (laughs) up to just more and more incoming. So like, yeah, that's why I tend to watch a fair bit of things that are like documentaries or movies where you can just, you know, in one sitting you can consume the whole thing and then you don't have to worry about, you know, what's what's happening in the news. So.
1: Yeah, and the thing is, like, every time you open up. Say like Netflix, you open it up and then you'll see there like some series that you still haven't gotten past halfway through the first episode or whatever, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah, you're just looking at it every time you go past, every time you go past, it guilt you into you gotta watch it, you gotta watch it, you gotta finish it. Can't get yeah. rid of it. Yeah. Yeah. It'd so, be good if there was a way to like say forget this, you know?
0: Yeah, it would be nice. It's just it's just another example of obviously you know a form of media that's sort of putting things in front of you that that it thinks you want to watch.
1: Yeah. This whole like, putting things in front of you, it seems like a part of the internet which I don't really like, because the internet did used to be very much a wild west, so to speak, you know? There wasn't really, you know, there wasn't that much big company or big corporate interference, so to speak. You know, obviously they had their presence online, and that's fine, but it's like, you know, you had things like YouTube or little game websites or whatever, you know, where it felt pretty free, it felt pretty liberal. You could do um, there wasn't much like tinkering with everything but now you go on and everything is catered everything is spoon-fed and tinkered and you know you look at these statistics on places like twitter where they're pretty much able to discern and to discern discern two big bubbles on you on twitter with one side being uh, one side of politics and one side being the other and there was almost no interaction between the two
0: yeah yeah and that that breeds a lot of confirmation bias and people tend to Feel feel correct in the shoes they wear a lot. Uh, they they don't bother to sort of. Well, they don't even know. Like uh, I mean, I should say we. We don't even know if we're if we're looking outside of our own bubble or not.
1: It's scary sometimes. It's this sort of brain in a vat idea that you see explored a lot in Black Mirror. It's like your when your reception, your perception of reality, or at least your perception of events around you, is getting challenged like that. It's it is frightening.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So are you a fan of the Black Mirror series?
1: Yes, I am. I am a fan. Not of every episode in particular, but yeah, yeah I do like some of it, yeah.
0: Yeah, so... The have Black you Temera, seen it yourself? Yeah, I have I have watched all of those. It's something that I had heard good things about. I'd had friends recommend it to me, but it, it, I had that same stance of I didn't really want to get into another TV series, but once I heard, uh, heard Brady and Grey talking about it, mentioning that they're standalone episodes, I thought, wait, why not? Why can't I watch it? So... Yeah, I, I did uh, get into Black Mirror. I obviously helped justify that using using those means. But yeah, same sort of thing. There's, there's definitely hit and miss episodes. But what I find interesting is that different people find different episodes uh, better or worse in a lot of cases. I mean, there's a, there's a handful that are definitely, okay, you know, they seem to be fillers. But, you know, you have episodes um, where, like, anyone I've spoken to, uh, what's the episode called? It's Man Man Against Fire, where they're... Oh, yeah. uh, they're Marines or the you know, their army based people that uh go out and they've had spoiler alert, they've had uh chips yeah. inserted into their head that make certain types of people look like they're monsters so they think they're going around killing monsters. Um, that to me would be in my top two favourite episodes. Um and it was just through that epiphany. Like i I was just following the, the episode along, you know, that's that's what I love about it, you know, they they give you what they want to give you, so you know, you're taking on the information, and as I'm going through it, I'm thinking, hey, these other people, you know, don't really make that same acknowledgement of the people being monsters, or, you know, things just seemed odd about it, and uh, I I think it would have been only a couple of minutes before they made the reveal, obviously, they'd given enough to figure it out, and I just, I I turned to my girlfriend at the time, and I said, if this is the case, this just became my favourite episode, I thought, I thought that's just a really cool idea of um, just exactly the, the blindness that society is trying to impose on us so um, yeah it, it makes it up there in my top two it's probably not my favorite episode um, but definitely second best
1: yeah um, yeah it's incredible that a lot of people say oh black mirror is about the future but I do honestly think it is about now even if it is sort of setting it in a slightly different context like for example putting chips into heads it's still the same sort of idea and it's yep. the same exploration of society and humanity we see like now even. Um what so you said it's your second favourite episode. What would you say is your very favourite episode?
0: My favorite episode is definitely Fifteen Million Merits. 15, I, don't,
1: I actually have to say I haven't watched that one.
0: Really? Okay, <laughs> okay. Well I won't I won't give anything away, yeah. but it um it still stands out apart from the rest just based on the setting. Um, you know, it's a mm-hmm. like despite the fact that everything is very plain, like it's a very plain environment, it's also bright. And inviting. Um and yeah, just the the concept behind it, it's it's just another example of uh Man Against the System. And uh yeah, I mean I'm I'm a bit surprised you haven't seen that one, but it's definitely worth watching. It. It's it's only the second episode of the first series.
1: Yeah, yeah, because I didn't watch it in order because the way Netflix has it displayed is sort of a bit silly. It sort of shows you with season three or season four first, apparently now. Yeah. And so yeah, it just wasn't right there in front of me, and, you know, I just watched them. I sort of skipped around when I watched them, like I watched a few more yeah, recent, a few older ones, all out of order, yeah. That sounds kind of horrible um, to me.
0: As I, as I mentioned, I'm a completionist, <laughs> so when I see it, I go, okay, give me episode one, and I'll, and I'll work from there. and like, I do the same thing with, with podcasts and stuff, so...
1: Yeah. yeah, well, with podcasts, I think it makes a little bit more sense to sort of watch them in order, especially something like Hello Internet, which is specifically... You know, specifically a lot of the time talking about the previous episode. So,
0: yeah, yeah. That's, well, that's, but, that's um, right. But that's sort of how I got into it. I think it was episode 92 um, when I actually first listened. I thought, okay, I'm going to check this podcast out. So, episode 92, I think they spoke about uh, going to the cricket and, and all that sort of stuff. But um, I just noticed there were a lot of inside jokes and references that I had no idea, like, I had no understanding about it. Yeah.
1: Back to Black Mirror. Have you mm-hmm. s- you've so you've seen all of my I assume. I, I have, what did yeah. you think of hated in hated in the nation?
0: Hated in the nation um, okay so I need to really break down my system with Black Mirror. I have it split into thirds. So there's a top third of, of brilliant exos- episodes that I love. Yeah. <laughs> there's the the bottom third of episodes that I just either just didn't really you know they they didn't do it for me. They were episodes that I felt like they were fillers or you know they were they just weren't either weren't deep enough, or maybe they were too deep, and I just didn't get them, but there's episodes that fall in the bottom third, The Hated in a Nation fits into my middle third, as in, it, I find it to be a medium episode, but I put it towards the bottom, and I, I, I'm not 100% sure why, like, I mean, I, I get where you're going with the fact that, you know, it is actually, you know, a reflection of the current way that online communities are, um, you know, I think that's pretty cool, but yeah, for whatever reason, when I when I watched that one, I sort of mentally placed that towards the bottom of the of the middle third. Is yeah. that, is that one I that know, you like? I know. Kind of,
1: yeah, I did. I did quite like that one. Um, I'd probably have to say mainly because I know. Yeah, I think you did say it did reflect on online. Yeah, the way online people, how we treat each other online, and how there is this sort of disconnect between people. And um, if we are actually to refer back to the most recent HI podcast, so they'd talk a bit about that in the, the comments section. Yeah, don't read the comments. And, um, yep. yeah, I think it is sort of about forgetting the human on the other side.
0: Yeah, and um, yeah. Graham Brady discussed that in episode 104 in today's episode as well, just the um, the mentality behind, you know, people will type something. Um, I mean, they do expect people to read it, obviously, but it's, it's almost like they're not talking to a human being. And, and sometimes, yeah, like, once somebody has that wake-up call, they realise, hang on, you know, this is... this. Has the potential to affect someone on the other end. A lot of the time, people are remorseful of that. Um, not not always, but yeah, it's sort of hard to to see where the coin lands on that, isn't it?
1: Yeah, it it can be. Hmm. Um. What other things have we got in the notes? Uh, um. Ha- go on. How sp- How specifically did you become a Tim? Was it just because? Grey had mentioned it and then some time later you decided to get back to it?
0: Pretty much, yeah. So, it? so yeah, it was because Grey had mentioned it at the end of one of his videos a, a, a long time ago. And so, yeah, I started listening. I probably only got about 10, 15 minutes in and, and just couldn't sort of keep the attention to it. It wasn't sort of a way that I, that I took um, my media in at the time. And so, yeah, it's only that I've been doing a lot of cross-country driving between my old home, which is uh, up in New South Wales, a bit closer to where you are and where I currently live, that... The drive between there is about 13 to 14 hours and so um, sitting in the car driving that on my own a fair bit i was just finding new ways to to entertain myself to sort of keep myself from uh, getting too tired so yeah I, i gave it a go there listened to episode 92 thought hey i want to be a part of this i um you know really like the idea of of you know some of the things they were discussing but a lot of it you know there was inside jokes and references that i'm like I need to get to the bottom of it now. I need to start from episode one and hear it through. So it was sort of nice to have those <laughs> those little eureka moments of, oh, that's the first time they make reference to this or so on. Like, um, yeah, it was good to, to listen mm. to it then. H- how did you get into it?
1: Um, I actually got into it through Brady, which according to some surveyors on the subreddit is actually quite rare. Most people get got through it through Grey. Um I just got to it for Brady because I know I really like periodic videos and computer files specifically. Yeah. And I listened to those. I watched those two quite a bit and somewhere along the line there, I just sort of found the podcast. I can't remember specifically like a specific point. And then from there onwards, it just sort of, you know, I think I did the same thing you did. I listened to a few of the more recent ones and then just jumped back right to the start and worked my way through it.
0: Yeah. How long um, do you think it took you to work through it?
1: Um, Let's see. Well, probably about a year and a bit. I was a bit slower when it yep. came to working through it. At first, I actually listened to it while I was doing... um, When I'd be doing studies, like for mathematics or something like that, something that didn't have words in it. Yeah. I found that studying with things that had words in it, you can't listen to a podcast. Your brain just sort of mumbles or two. Yeah. But when you're working with numbers, I found it to be fine. Yeah, so... Yeah, originally it was that and then it just sort of became commute.
0: Hm. I, I do agree with that, yeah. but the, the work that I've been doing in the in over the past eighteen months has been uh labouring sort of work. So, you know, you you're going along, all you're doing is lifting heavy things, screwing things together, making some measurements and it it's great to just sort of have earplugs in when it's safe to do so, um to be able to do that. So I found I had plenty of time to uh to keep up with it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So do you find um... Sorry? Do you find that you side with uh, yeah, Brady more or Gray more?
1: Um, enough, I would say I actually do side more with Gray, yeah. so to speak. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I think most people. Yeah, I think do, I came for Brady and that. stayed for Gray. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. It's it's interesting because yeah, I, I came from Gray's side. I I definitely um side with Gray a lot more on on well most of the issues that they discuss, but I I wouldn't go as far as to say that Brady's personality didn't sort of keep me there. Is that too backwards? I've oh, yeah, no, no, it's definitely... I've done good. a few negatives.
1: <laughs> no, 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 I think you got it right. Yeah, no, it's not like I don't like Brady at all. I think, yeah, it is two of them that does make it what it is, but I did find listening to this, I was like, well, you know, this grey guy, I do like what he has to say very much, and I think Brady is very good at dissecting him and trying to get that out of him as well. And Brady still does contribute quite a lot, his own, and he's very, very... He's a very, very interesting um, person. He does a lot of things which I sort of wish I could do but never do. Like, he went to Antarctica recently. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was very interesting. He did make... Have you listened to the Unmade podcast by uh, any chance?
0: I've listened to the first two or three episodes. Um, that was something while while commuting uh, with my girlfriend a couple of times. I tried to, to put that one on, but she wasn't really a fan like she, she's not a Tim she's mm-hmm. not really into the same the same topics or you know I mean it's pretty hard to sort of make somebody a Tim if they're not a Tim yeah. you know there's a lot of episodes to go through in order to you know completely brainwash a person into enjoying a show like this but um yeah no I, I did put that one on <laughs> I've listened to a few but I, I tend to do things one at a time so I'm trying to get through Cortex there's obviously a lot less episodes to to listen to of uh of the Unmade podcast which yeah I definitely do find that interesting um but I'm trying to do do one at mm. a time. How how about you? Do you listen to that one?
1: Um so yeah, I've been keeping up I've been up to date with Unmade and um except for the most recent one, they released one like two days ago. But um yeah, I've been keeping up to date with that and the reason I mentioned it was because um he recorded one on his trip to Antarctica and that was just something which has sort of inspired me to do that eventually sometime. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to go to Antarctica. It does seem quite interesting. Yeah. yeah well, as, so as I you mentioned, listen to
0: Yeah go. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, as as I mentioned before, I got a friend, he's uh he's working at the the Casey station in Antarctica. So, um yeah, I mean it's not really a place that entices me a lot. I'm I'm not a big fan of the cold. But um definitely watching through watching through Brady's videos there, his uh time captures and everything were actually really enjoyable to watch. So it I, I can definitely see where you'd where you'd get that love and, and desire, I suppose.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um so, other than Cortex and um, Hello Internet, are there any other podcasts you listen to, even ones that maybe outside of the that yep. maybe outside of the Timosphere, so to speak?
0: There are, there are. So, um, I'll just open my podcasting app and have a have a look. I mean, there's not a lot. Mostly inside the uh, the timosphere, as you as you put it. Um, so, mostly following work by uh, Graham Brady. I haven't really jumped onto any other Relay FM podcasts. But I do listen to a couple of others. So I've got on here the, the Brain Food Show. So that's the, okay, the podcast that. that's done. It's done by the guys who do Today I Found Out. Um, so Today I Found Out uh, is a YouTube channel. or They, they do just sort of 10-minute videos that just sum something up or tell an interesting story from the past. So I'm a, I'm a fan of those guys as well. I've actually got mm-hmm. two podcasts on here that relate to Dr. Carl. You'd know who Dr. Carl is being an Australian. Yes, I would. Um, a lot of people listening to this won't even know who Dr. Carl is, but uh, Dr. Carl is a what would you say? He's a, a very media present. He's
1: a, sort of a celebrity sci- scientist. He, yeah, well, I mean, that's... he like tours around schools and yep. um, he gives like science shows. Um, he he's on uh, the national broadcast of the ABC quite often, uh, yep. showing scientific stuff on there. Yeah, yep. and he's written a few books, I believe.
0: That's, that's right. So, yeah, so I've I followed some of his works, and particularly the, um, the national broadcast where he does just science questions and answers, um, normally on a Thursday. So, you know, there's about 40 minutes worth there that I just get through on my podcast app because I'm not always able to listen to the radio during that time. Um, so that's another one that I've got. Yeah. Uh, there's, other than that, with Cortex, the Unmade podcast, and, of course, Hello Internet, the, the one real outlier is called Law. Have you ever heard of it? Lore. Lore, yeah, L-O-R-E. L-O-R-E. Um, so it's L-O-R-E. yeah, it's a podcast created by a guy called Aaron Mankey. Um, he's an American and he's writing to a lot of his sort of oh, I suppose they're, they're mythical stories, they're scary stories. Um, sometimes they're stories about uh, like the witch trials or vampires or you know uh, believed werewolves and things like that from the past. Uh, sometimes it's just general stories about mass murderers um, but he puts a really good spin on his storytelling and he's Mm -hmm. pretty good at separating fact from fiction or at least you know he he tends to to sum up in a way that is like okay you know this is what they believe this is why they believed that they were witches but you know it's easy for us to look back and see that okay maybe it's you know there was an another factor involved that at the time they wouldn't have thought of or or things like that so i find that to be to be really interesting that's actually one that my girlfriend really does like so yeah it's pretty easy for me to get through that one because while we're you know just going for drives in the in the car and stuff like that we can listen to an episode and uh and both sort of you know get into the story so yeah but that's that's the extent of my of my podcast that i am currently subscribed to and it's prone to change it any any day
1: (laughs) okay that's quite interesting um In a similar vein to that, if I were to go through to my podcasts, um, I was listening to the Serial podcast. You probably remember it. Um, Yeah. It was one that was mentioned earlier on in Hello Internet, and um, I did what a lot of people did, which was pause the episode, listen to the entire first season of that series, and then came back and continued listening to the episode. Yeah. I only listened to the first season, and I've actually been thinking about just getting, getting it off my app because I haven't found it very interesting beyond that. Yeah. But um so there's a serial podcast to listen to. There's another one called um Dan Carlin's Hardcore History. Have you heard of that one? Never. Okay. Um it is, um, as the name suggests, it is a history podcast. And um it's narrated by a man called Dan Carlin and he has a in my opinion, a very, very good voice. And they're very long episodes, but they don't come out very often. Yeah. Like if you thought Hello Internet was bad when it comes to um gaps between episodes this show averages looking now probably about two episodes a year sometimes three if you're lucky but they're about four hours long each so okay so
0: it's a lot a lot to take on
1: (laughs) it is a lot to take on and yeah so he's and they're quite ranged in topic like some one of them's about there's a big series on world war one there's some on like the ancient the Celtics, and all that sort of stuff. It's very interesting, yeah. I do have a little bit of a knack for history, even though it's not my... It's not like my main thing. I'm more of a science sort of person, but... Yeah. Yeah, it's just something I've really, really liked.
0: Yeah, I, I, I definitely um, enjoy a fair bit of history stuff, but... Yeah,
1: yeah, that's pretty much that. I only listen to HI, Unmade, and Hardcore History. Yep. Yeah. Yep, so keep the consumption nice <laughs> and And um, Cortex, I am planning. Yeah, and I'm planning on listening to Cortex, yeah.
0: Yeah, see, so mm. now... I think I already know the answer to this question, but uh, do you fall into the Android or the Apple camp?
1: I fall into the Apple camp. The, the Although Apple I'm camp not so camp. much of a fanboy, I just sort of... I just
0: like it. <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's fair enough. I I have just always used Android. I, when it came the time many years ago for me to get a smartphone, I, I did weigh up the options and uh, just landed in the Android camp. And um, as a lot of people know, it's it's sort of hard to, to swap between the two. Mm-hmm. But... um yeah so obviously you know it's, it's apple stuff that you use with the the reason i'm asking is because the the cortex uh podcast has a lot of apple discussion they they seem to be doing a lot of talking about you know ipad pros and things like that which you know to to me means practically nothing but i still i still listen to it i still enjoy a lot of the content um but it's mainly just because there are tidbits here and there like whether they're just talking about the ways that they manage their calendars or or things like that i, I do still find it prompts interesting thought processes in my own head to think about my own systems, which is great. But there's definitely been times throughout Cortex where I thought, should I continue listening to this? Like, I mean, it seems like three quarters of the episode is based around <laughs> products that I'll, you know, likely never get my hands on. Um, you you said that you you hope to listen to it. Have you listened to any of it at all?
1: Um, I've listened to. This is probably going to really irritate you, being a completionist, but I've like listened to parts of episodes <laughs> here and there, and I've just never really had the. Time to sort of sit down and say, okay, let's start and listen to this. You know, yeah. I've just never really had that opportunity as of yet. I might now because I'm in my break between semesters. But um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I've never listened to it. But I do think, though, even though it is Apple Sphere centric by the sounds of things, I do still think, like you said, you could take a lot from it, from like their thought processes in there. Yeah, even the way they manage manage their calendar. I'm sure that's still adaptable. In one way or another, yeah.
0: I don't know. yeah. No, fair enough. Also, do you have any friends as Tim's in person? Are there, is there anyone in, in your life that uh, shares shares your uh, fandom? I suppose
1: I've only ever met one other Tim in real life, and uh, he's a gentleman who works at my at the university which I'm studying at. Yeah. And it's funny because um, basically it was like a, uh, I had to like present something, but like beforehand I had to like talk to him about it. And I could just sort of—I don't know how it is. I think maybe he's word choice or something, because you know when you listen to somebody long enough, you sort of, you sort of pick up their pattern of speech. Yeah. And I sort of just asked him out of the blue, "Are you a Tim?" And he sort of—he he, is sort of click like that. And yeah, so that's, I've that's met one really Tim cool. in the wild, and never since. Yeah. Yeah. No, that, that's and just really to go back before. Um, just to go back before you were mentioning um, what's his name? Uh, Doctor Carl. And yeah. um my physics lectures i have them in a physics lecture hall which is basically two doors down from his office so i pretty much see him every oh, day nice. I'm at uni and that's it is pretty cool yeah I sort of it's funny how quickly it's sort of he's just a normal face now but yeah, yeah no, so i thought i'd just throw that in while we're at that
0: yeah that that's it um, him. the university of sydney yes it is at the university yeah, of well sydney we, we might as well give him a plug while we're in it hey <laughs>
1: Yeah, Dr. Carl, um, with a last name, which I am not going to bother saying, but we'll chuck it in the show notes if they're a thing. <laughs> oh, that's, that's probably a good idea. <laughs> Do I, um, check him
0: out. I, I can't think of the way that his name is spelt, but it's something like says Um <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm still, not sure. Uh, I could, I could be apologies. way off. But yeah, no, that's, that's a good idea. We might, <laughs> might put crazy. a link to, yeah. to Dr. Carl in the, uh, in the show notes for anyone that would be interested in checking him out. Um, Yeah, so it's interesting how you talk about, like, just the language that people use or the way they talk and how it it comes from that. Like, I mean, I don't have any uh, friends in person who are Tims, and I mean, I I think that's pretty cool how you you come across somebody in that way. But even just uh, talking to yourself today, um, I noticed, you know, things that you've said, like, speaking of the, uh, the wild west of the internet and stuff like that, where just straight away you're like... Hey, I've heard that before, and you and you can make that connection of, mm-hmm. you know, that's that's something that was said there. So yeah, it's interesting how we sort of just take things on like that, um, and that's sort of why. Oh I yeah, there's an. So that that's sort of yeah, why I wanted to get involved a... in this.
1: Yeah, yeah, there's a non-zero chance that I've picked up phrases from the two. <laughs> yeah. Anything else? We did have sp- the sports ball on there. Um... Yeah. Sp- sports
0: ball corner. <laughs> on Welcome everyone to sports this. ball corner. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah what sort of sports do you follow
1: i I sort of followed cricket up until the big scandal, which I think was mentioned on the podcast yeah, the, the, the podcast the bold,
0: ball tampering was definitely mentioned on a on the, the podcast
1: yeah, and honestly that actually just completely turned me off cricket and I haven't watched since I've heard that Australia is getting absolutely axed at the moment by pretty much every team in the Commonwealth yeah <laughs> but um. Ever since then, I haven't really watched much, no. I've it's, it's interesting most... that
0: that would have... Um, like, I mean, I, I definitely heard about it. I don't I don't follow the cricket, but I definitely heard about that news. Yeah, so, uh, I mean, I, I found that to be pretty disappointing uh, from our nation. I remember hearing Brady talk about it, um, a fellow Australian, of course, uh, you know, discussing how he was disappointed in it as well. So I think as a nation, we definitely felt it, dis- and that's despite the fact that I don't follow the cricket whatsoever. So, yeah. It's interesting yeah. for it to have um, that effect. What,
1: yeah, what about the um, the soccer or so the football? Have yeah. you kept up much of that yourself?
0: I haven't. Uh, so, yeah, okay. So, I, I probably should give you a rundown. I mean, uh, don't get me wrong, I'm a sports fan, but I don't tend to follow anything ridiculously. It might come down to me just wanting to minimise how much comes into my life. There's, there's one sport that I do follow, um, and it's not exactly a... a an incredibly popular sport especially in australia but that's the the moto gp so the the oh yes uh, yeah motorbike racing i'm a, I'm a big fan of moto gp uh i'm a jorge lorenzo fan i have been for i don't know eight or nine years now so that's something that i do you know even when i need to get up at four o'clock in the morning on a monday before work just to, to watch the the race live i'm a fanatic when it comes to that and that's maybe why i don't have any sort of energy for, for sport left after that so I mean I I definitely take an interest in sports I, I love playing sports but I don't mm-hmm. follow anything religiously except for the, the GP. so yeah I just wanted you to know, sort of I get that out there.
1: I don't follow GP as religiously as that but I do like watching it especially a lot of people in my family like watching it it is sort of it's funny it is sort of a family thing I guess to sort of go around and watch it when it is on at 11pm instead of 4am or something yep. but um I would say we will probably Casey Sona fans before he retired and now probably Jack Miller and Lorenzo, I guess, as well. I'm not sure why Lorenzo. He's just very likeable, I've found.
0: Yeah, a, a lot of people would disagree with you. Um, they, they find him fairly polarising. But my, my reasoning, I, I just remember um, when I first started getting into to MotoGP, he was on the field already and um, he'd had... I think he had like a, a broken collarbone and a broken ankle or something like that Um that he'd done two weeks prior and I'm watching this race where he started in like 10th position or something and, and made his way up to third like finished the race in third with with those sort of injuries and I just thought thought to myself you know he's he's obviously got a, a good bit of determination there and that sort of got me into his camp in the beginning and you know, and I've yeah followed him for a number of years since it's uh it's been great to see that he's doing pretty well under Ducati the last two races um yeah for, for anyone oh, that, I watched you know,
1: the win at Mugello, that was good to watch
0: yeah it, it was good it was it was interesting because i I do from time to time put a bit of money on it and i I had money on uh on rossi I expected that rossi would win um not the mm. last race but the race before that and and Lorenzo came out and won it so i I couldn't exactly be disappointed um i was I was happy to see my guy win, but I just happened to have the money on the wrong guy at the time uh but it was <laughs> it was good to see that the, the Next race, I made sure I put my money on Lorenzo, on my guy, and he and he made me back the money that that we'd lost. So, so that was pretty pretty handy. Um, this weekend we've got the Assen race coming up with the the TT Assen circuit. Uh, it'll be interesting because it's not a track that Lorenzo normally does all that well at. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm pretty excited just to see how how that race and how the extra uh, the rest of the series pans out.
1: Yeah, it'll be good to watch. Is that on this weekend or next one? <laughs> uh, that's this weekend so yeah, I, I haven't sharp. looked at the
0: time okay. but I'm assuming that tomorrow night uh Sunday Australian eastern standard time it would be on at 10 p.m all right okay I'm pretty sure that's this weekend so yeah I mean here we are we've, we've gotten an demoto GP which is a, a bit of a niche topic and probably not one that a lot of tim share yeah. um you've you brought on the, yeah, the so. world cup so i just I just wanted to explain that before we got too far into the world cup um I haven't yeah, actually ahead. seen a haven't seen a game. Um, but I have kept up with the news. Like you know, I'm, I'm aware that um, that Australia are no longer in it. Uh, not that I ever sort of expected uh, to I... make it that far. No, that they've they've been eliminated. But the um, uh. the big controversy was oh um, well, in the last few days uh, there was a decision made to eliminate a team. Uh, I don't know what team. I think it was Japan and and some other country. Um, it seems really really rude of me not to know, but. When the results came down it was uh, they'd scored this they'd had the same amount of wins they had the same goal percentage and the decision came down based on the fair play rule they call it so as it turns out uh, this other country had had two more yellow cards during the series uh, than what Japan did and so they were eliminated based on, on that so there's been a lot of controversy around that i mean it's it's interesting i I fall into the side where I, I do think that maybe that's pretty harsh that maybe there's a, another way to look into it but I'm not an expert on the subject so I can't turn around and say they should have done this instead
1: yeah yeah well um if you didn't gauge by my response to Australia being kicked out you could tell I've pretty much you
0: not don't, kept don't up really with it you don't really follow it yeah i'm sure
1: yeah not at all but i thought just you know just let's just bring it out of the bag and see if yeah we could <laughs> you know find anything but that's interesting i didn't hear about that um controversy regarding the team being knocked out to me, yeah. I'm kind of surprised that FIFA didn't take it upon themselves to make a new, like another, an extra game where there's like a showdown or whatever. You know, you think they'd get a lot of um a lot of hits or something. You know, like wouldn't people want to see an extra game? Like,
0: yeah, they can't I, go I, wrong with that, surely. I guess so. They they maybe maybe they'll start a revolution. Maybe uh, everyone will just <laughs> turn over and say, "No, we we won't accept this," and they'll have to do that. But no, I I don't see that happening in a hurry. You know, I mean, it's it's mm. pretty hard to keep up with, but. Uh, I I do really want to find out who that other country was because normally my memory's fairly good. (laughs) Um, I could even be wrong on the Japan side of things, but to me, I just sort of reading through what people were saying on the internet, it seemed like, you know, that fair play rule was something that I think it's been around for a little bit, but it's never actually come into play. I mean, you can imagine it's not that likely that teams will come out with the same stats after a number of games, so...
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, to me, it seems like a reasonable thing to fall back on when... You run out of other options, like the fair play rule. Obviously, I guess yellow cards can be a bit dubious at times, but yeah, yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm willing there's... to say that's not ridiculously controversial.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, I, I suppose that, that's right. And and I mean, FIFA and everyone probably feel that way. They're like, okay, but these are the rules, and we follow them, and that's that's fair enough. That they have their right to do that. Like, it's only that within, as we mentioned, our bubbles in social media. Within my bubble. I've noticed a lot of people commenting on it, and that's why I look at it and go, okay, yeah, you know. Um, it's something that obviously people feel feel about. I'm just trying yeah. to find the uh, the teams here. Yeah, so Japan well, yeah, made like it you through. You mentioned... Oh, yeah. Uh, Senegal were eliminated. Senegal. Yeah.
1: Okay.
0: So that's... Yeah, All that's right, so it...
1: Japan and Senegal.
0: Yeah, so okay. they were eliminated well, on be cool the, to on see the J- fair play Japan ball. It Japan making it
1: through. Wait, so which one was eliminated? Japan so Senegal, Senegal were Senegal
0: eliminated. Yep, and um, Japan, okay. Japan made it through. So I mean, I'm, I'm sure that Japan are pretty happy about that.
1: Oh, I'm sure they are. Yeah, <laughs> but like, yeah, you said before they have a set of rules and have to follow them, and I could just imagine if FIFA decided to contravene the rules and say actually no, we're going to do something different. That would just, it would just make it so much worse. You know, you've got a set of rules, just stick to them and. You know, yeah. take that hit if there is controversy about that.
0: That's that's right. They need to take yeah. that stance of you know we, we don't negotiate with terrorists sort of stance. So, um, you know they don't want to <laughs> see they don't want to see the uh, the red peak make it into the flag referendum once again.
1: Ah, oh, that's hmm, that's a nice analogy. That's a nice yeah. analogy. Okay. <laughs> How long um, have we been going for? We've been going for 56 minutes. 56 minutes cool.
0: is that's, pretty good? It it yeah. does. I um, did just have a bit of a segue from there, though. Like, I mean, I, I mentioned the uh, the red peak.
1: Oh, I really did segue. <laughs> that's that's okay. Uh, let's get them to cut that out. We'll mention ah. them to cut that out.
0: <laughs> we'll put a We'll put a beautiful segue in here. And speaking of flags, uh, which uh, which camp did you fall in with the uh, flag referendum? The only flag referendum worth watching.
1: The true hello internet flag re- referendum. Yep. I was for the he- the um, nail and gear all the way all the way nail in gear mm-hmm. it was in my opinion cuz it to me there were two things that flags these flags were judged on that would have been one of them would have been flagginess so to speak like yeah. how much does it look like a flag and the other one would have been representation of hello internet and we wanted one that maximized both of those and i would have to say that the nail and gear maximized both of those because it was very flag like in the fact that it didn't have text or writing on it Yep. And that it was relatively simple. And it was uh, representative and that it had the nail and the gear, which was, in my opinion, very, very um appropriate for Grey and Brady. Yeah, yeah, you're Whereas right. Whereas if some we talk about meaning behind it. Yeah, and um if I were to talk about flaggy flag, it was a flag which yeah, the rebels the flag of the rebel scum, I will say that while it does score many, many points on being the most flaggy of the flags, I didn't find it to be the Hello Internet most Hello Internet-y of the flags. Yeah, I have so to agree with you. So that's my opinion. So yeah, you, have you, what, what's your stance?
0: So, so yeah, I mean, flaggy flag, definitely the most flaggiest, but it just didn't do it for me. Uh, I mean, I, I get people speak about what it resembled as far as the, uh, the black and white and the grey portions of the flag, but, yeah, I mean, it, it didn't really interest me. It was a little bit too plain, and I didn't feel that it was that easily recognisable. I mean, you know, when you're talking about however many flags there are in the world. Um, were you were you following it along? You were already a Tim when they did the referendum?
1: Uh, yes, I became a Tim. It was sort of awkwardly timed for me, such that I became a Tim wherein I could not vote in time, but yep. I could um, follow the referendum. So,
0: so you, yeah, you didn't and also quite when you make the deadline part, that didn't time. exist.
1: Yeah, I barely made... <laughs> I barely
0: missed out of the deadline. <laughs> no, no, that's that's right. I mean, for me, it was it was all done and decided before I even became a team. So, you know, I I look back now and think, yeah, I I felt that the nail and gear was the best. Um, the best flag but who knows i was probably already conditioned by the fact that it was their flag and it was it already represented uh tim's all over the internet by that point so you know looking back i like to think yep that was uh the flag that i would have picked but who knows it could be a completely biased opinion based on the fact that i'm already conditioned to see it so always conditioned a tough one. you're
1: starting to sound a bit like a rebel there <laughs>
0: well <laughs> i'm not saying (laughs) i'm not saying that i want to rebel i'm not saying flaggy flag is a better flag because i don't think that i'm just not sure why i don't think that maybe maybe they have just you know put through the airwaves those uh those messages that have uh really turned me into a hi internet following robot who knows nothing else
1: all hail the nail and gear
0: all hail the nail and gear Right. Do
1: we have an episode?
0: I think that that was a really <laughs> awesome finish. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I could have come up with other things to talk about, but after that, all house and gear, I thought Shit, that's got to be it. That's got to be the finish. <laughs> uh,
1: well, hmm, would it be a bit mean on the editors to like think of other things and chop and change it or?
0: Uh, it might be no, a little no, bit mean so, i mean we about. we might as well send them the stuff we're talking about right now i mean we might as well send them whatever we've recorded and, and see what they can come up with but yeah i mean i think we've sort of given them an oh. easy pick there to, to cut it at that point and it might even make the the name of the episode
1: yeah okay i'll stop recording right now